Hey guys, Metro News here. I just want to give you a quick quote information that I'm on a new talk show on Calm Radio called The Ben and Ben Show. It means a lot to me if you can go to our podcast. It was just launched this morning and just listen to it. Subscribe. We do a live show on Calm Radio, Penn State Radio, every Thursday from 1010 to 1040. This is a one-time opportunity. I don't normally do this because I know this is a Mets centric podcast and i know jeff mcneil just got his extension today which is huge because it's much needed in my opinion jeff mcneil is a great player enough said the guy earned every bit of it he can play all the positions you need he's really a serviceable fielder everywhere you go so enough said about that and i know um correa didn't work out but again it is what it is and i think the money was actually well spent looking back at it um giving it to Jeff, and that's why I said Carlos Correa was always a luxury, not a necessity. So the Ben and Ben Show podcast will launch tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. The first episode for my listeners is up and running. I'm going to leave a link in the description to subscribe to that podcast. It would mean a lot to me if you just check it out. Please listen to the first episode. Leave feedback on the Instagram page and on the Twitter if you want to follow Ben Wasserman, he is on Twitter. Uh, just type in Ben Wasserman and you'll find him. And that's it, guys. Subscribe to all the platforms. The Ben and Ben Show on Calm Radio 1010 to 1040. Without further ado, let's listen to the episode. This episode of my podcast is sponsored by the Birthplace of Rock and Roll. Yes, Sun Records has come out with a new book. And it is titled The Birthplace of Rock and Roll. It chronicles Elvis Presley's early days, Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lewis, B.B. King. It's just a great book. It chronicles nearly 70 years of rock and roll music. Sun Records has been there from the start. It chronicles the great night when the Million Dollar Quartet played. It chronicles all of Jerry Lewis's sessions before he moved on. Elvis Presley's early days. The Ford is written by the late Jerry Lewis. There are interviews with Jerry Lee up until his dying days so this is just a great book to get and i recommend you get it for 59.99 you could have over 220 pages of articles you also have great photographs it all around is a great book and i'm a rock and roll nerd you all know this i've done episodes on jerry lewis i've talked about elvis presley this book taught me things i didn't know and it goes into the history that we didn't know about all the singers that sun records had because you know the main four get the attention but sun records had a great number of artists that were with them from their start that we didn't know about that this book shines a light on so again i encourage you to get the birthplace of rock and roll book for 59.99 if you would like more information please visit sunrecords.com they will answer all your questions again i encourage you if you want to learn more about rock and roll history if you want a great book if you want to see priceless photographs if you want to hear what the late jerry lee lewis said again this was the last book he ever was a part of i encourage you to visit sunrecords.com and purchase the birthplace of rock and roll again sunrecords.com birthplace of rock and roll and we thank them for being a sponsor and now let's get on to the episode
Hey, Tommy, want some barbecue? Hold on. Did you say barbecue in State College? That's right, but not just any barbecue. This is the original Prospector's Mountain Nittany Rib Company. Choose from beef brisket, pulled pork, pulled chicken, or smoked sausage. And right now, Penn State students, show your ID to buy a sandwich. Get another half off every Tuesday and Thursday after 5 p.m. and all day Sunday. Excludes the Prospector Burger. Grab a buddy and grab a sandwich. Prospector's Barbecue, only three and a half miles from downtown State College. Are you and your friends single college students and want to go on double dates in Happy Valley? Well, try out Foreplay. Foreplay is an app on your phone that allows you to create a shared profile with your single friends to meet other pairs of single friends, go on date nights, or just have a fun night at a formal. The possibilities are truly endless. Tired of those awkward one-on-one -on -one interactions with those other online dating apps? Well, with Foreplay, you aren't alone. With Foreplay, you can date single friends with your single friends. Try out this new dating app coming to State College in early 2023. Justin Fields has more athleticism and a better coach. Zach Wilson has a cannon and continuity. Okay, well the Bears are going to be so much better this season. No, they're not. The Jets are making the playoffs. Find out more about this debate on TD and the Extra Point. Live on Thursdays from 7.05 to 8.05. With your hosts, Thomas English and Dylan Price. Here on Com Radio. Your word is sports. May I have a definition, please? Com Radio's premier talk show covering all things on the topic with a pinch of Zach. Sports. S-P-O-R-T-Z. Sports. You're correct. Oh, yeah. Catch Sports with a Z. With me, Zach Donaldson. Every Wednesday night from 815 to 915, only on Com Radio. Let me ask you a question. Do you like New York sports? Because I know I do. The Ben and Ben Show on Calm Radio Thursday from 1010 to 1040 is the perfect show for you. We're going to talk all things New York sports, like will the Giants win a Super Bowl? Should Daniel Jones get MVP consideration? Will Zach Wilson ever figure it out? When will the Yankees beat the Astros? When will the Mets, the Mets, win the World Series? Find out on the Ben and Ben Show on Calm Radio Thursdays 1010 to 1040. And Bryce Harper's return kicks start the Phillies into being a World Series contender. Which AL team will be able to challenge the Astros? Will the Padres deadline moves allow them to compete with the Dodgers? You can get the answers to these questions on the windup with Jason O'Connell. Tune in on Tuesdays from 7.05 to 7.35 here on Com Radio. <laughs> How about those flames, Jacob? Who would ever pick the flames to win in the playoffs? It could never be me. Yeah, I'll take the L on that one. But I like the moves they made this offseason, so maybe this is their year. And if you want to hear more about this debate, tune into the Sinbin to hear more hot takes and banter between Tim Rogers, Jacob Cheris, and Josh Bartosik on Wednesdays at 920 to 10:20, right here on Com Radio. Mm -hmm. 
Nittany, 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 Record, 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 Club, Club, Club. Nittany, 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 Record, 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 Club, Club, Club. Nittany, 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 Record, 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 Club, Club, Club. Nittany, Record, Club! Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on Com Radio for a Nittany Record Club. It's football season again, and you can feel the excitement in the air. The leaves are changing color, the pads are going on, and chin straps are getting buckled. If you're like me, and you're excited for football this season, and you're wondering where to go to listen to the best talk show on campus, come listen to Z-Dunks NFL every Wednesday at 2 p.m. That's right, every Wednesday, 2 p.m. You better be there. If we're comparing the general manager and head coaching situation right now with the New York Jets and the New York Giants, for me, it's no debate. It's Brian Dable and Joe Shane. And let me tell you, I know what you're going to say, oh, first year, first year. But let me just say this. Brian Dable and Joe Shane took over a terrible cap situation. They basically got their team in the playoffs without Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. Daniel Jones looks like, I think, comeback player of the year and has a bright future. For me right now, it's Joe Shane and Brian Dable. I am going to say first year, first year, because it is only the first year, and you got to wait and see what happens. But which team has the better superstars? Which team has the two rookie of the year candidates? And which team has the overall better roster? I know they couldn't stay healthy, and I know they need a quarterback, but I would take my guys, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, over Shane and Dayball, even though I love Dayball's facial hair, and he's an awesome guy on the sidelines. Your team didn't show up. I know Your they didn't, didn't show, show up, up, but I still Your think they're better. Your team didn't show up. Who's playing in the playoffs? But anyway, this is the ben and, ben ben show, and it starts right now. now. And a good Thursday morning to everybody. Welcome to the Ben and Ben Show. I'm your host this week, Ben Wassman. Joined, as always, Ben Taylor. Ben, we had a little off day yesterday, a snow day. Whoops. How are you doing? Bad Giants loss. We'll get into everything. We got some Jets news. We got a great show for you. How are you feeling on this great Thursday morning? Uh, You know... The Giant loss to me really was expected. I, of course, was I wasn't as confident as other Giant fans, but they, you know it's always it always sucks when your season is over. It's it just sucks all around. But I can't complain. There, I don't really even want to really talk about the game. Is, is the <laughs> game? I could tell you what happened. <clears throat> the Giants were just flat out out coached. I got to give they they didn't have the talent to match up with the Eagles. The, the talent you expect. And yes, the one area I sure. the one area and I said this on Hell Mary last week, make sure to tune to Hell Mary every Sunday, nine to eleven AM till the end of the football season. I will not be on this week, but I'm still gonna give a show plug. And on Game On. Game on. I'm on every week. It's gonna be coming up two to three o'clock on Com Radio. But as I said, the only area where I think the Giants had the advantage was coaching. And I still stand by that. I think Nick Sirianni is one of the most overrated coaches in the league. Really? I, you know, yes. I shouldn't say this, but I actually like Nick Sirianni a lot. The, and I don't like Philly teams, but his attitude and his like mentality, and, and every time I hear him speak or his stories about him getting Pizza Hut with the coaches and him yelling at the ref on the sideline, I mean, he's just made for that city, and I wait love until everything they lo- about it. Wait until they lose a game. As Andy Reid once said, wait until they lose a game. That wait. is a great point. 
But right now, everything's going well for them. And I just think he's a fun coach. He's, I'd, he's I would want to play for him. He's overrated. He's He acts like he does all the work. Like, oh, I'm, I do this, I do that. Realize he came from Tennessee. I think he was in the special teams. And I'm not taking anything away from him, but that team is so stacked. It is. They have a, And plus that lines coach, that offensive lines coach and that defensive line coach doesn't get any credit. But let's, even Sirianni said it. I'm going to give Nick Sirianni credit. Even he said, I don't coach the lineup. Yep. I don't do that. Like, that's the reason why the Eagles are so good. They have the best line in the league, defensive and offensive. I've said that all year. They have the two best corners in the league, even though Darius Slay kind of is starting to, you know, show his age a little bit. But, I again, he's still great. James Bradbury. Miss you, James Bradbury. Thanks, Dave Gettleman, for the cap hell you put us in. Really, thank you, Dave Gettleman. But I just want to see what happens to Nick Sirianni after he loses a big game because that has not happened yet. Because he was even making coaching decisions, and I was sitting with a ton of Eagles fans Saturday night that was making them angry, going for the two-point conversion, wasting timeouts, letting the Giants even make it a three-score game, and then with them driving down the field at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And if they would have scored, it would have been a two-score game. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. Obviously, the Eagles moved on to the NFC Championship game. They're facing the 49ers on Sunday. If he makes a very bad coaching decision, doesn't take a timeout, or takes a dumb timeout, we'll have to see what the what the city responds to that. But anyway, going back to the Giants, does your opinion on their season and does your opinion on Daniel Jones change at all after how bad they played on Saturday? Because no. I'll say this, mine doesn't, and it's not like we expected them to go in there and beat the Eagles. I thought they were going to play a close game. They lost 38-7, to so obviously I was wrong about that. We but, were both wrong. But I said the only way Daniel Jones' opinion, the only way my opinion on Daniel Jones would change is if he threw like five interceptions and did like absolutely nothing good. He, had he no did time. throw an interception. And but that, he also that, had zero time. That interception wasn't always fault. Darius Slayton, I will not miss you. I will not miss you at all. I understand what my good friends Bobby Skinner and Justin Pennick said. Great show, Talking Giants, saying that Daniel Jones and uh, Darius Slayton they have this great connection. But I, I just don't. I don't like him. He doesn't run his routes well. He drops a lot of passes. I could name you Darius Slayton drops. If you want me to, I could. No, I think I'm good. But, Derry, I mean, he looks a little lazy on the field. I don't want to call him uh, lazy, he, but. He's not lazy. I just think I he's, not, he's a fifth-round draft pick, and that's being a number one wide receiver. Listen, if you're telling me Darius Slayton's coming back to be the number three wide receiver, all for it. But I'm not paying him $10 million. That's what he's expected to get in the market, 8 to $10 million, because he's one of the only good wide receivers on the market. And well, I, I got a name for you, and I think the Giants should heavily pursue this name if they can. I don't, I don't know if they can based on monetary factors, but DeAndre Hopkins. Imagine him on the Giants. No. You don't like it? Why not? I just, the Giants, I don't want the Giants to make any trades. I don't want the Giants to make any big free agent That's signings. That's a top five wide receiver, though. I understand that, but the Giants aren't one receiver away. And I think next year, and you're, you're asking me again, I'll get back to the main point. Does this loss change anything about the Giants' season? I mean, no. It was one of the best seasons I've ever seen them have, minus the two Super Bowl runs, which I was gracious enough to see and remember and get the concept of. Yeah, I totally uh, agree with you. Giants had a great season. I mean, they were not expected to go to the playoffs. They were not expected to go to the second the, round of the playoffs. And, you know, they got a beat down in Philly, but everyone should still be happy. And, and now we can talk about the offseason a little bit. Joe Shane, Brian Dayball had their offseason press conference, and Joe Shane was pretty affirmative on um, 
Daniel Jones <laughs> staying as a New York Giant. I think he showed his hand a little too much. Yeah, I, maybe. I, I, could, it, I mean, that could lead into contract negotiations. I think, they're gonna fran- I think they're going to franchise. I think Daniel Jones is going to get franchise tagged. I don't want that to happen. I just think that's what's going to happen. I think Saquon Barkley, he's either going to come back after like two weeks after the Super Bowl is over. So at the beginning of March, because I know February is a short month, he's going to they're going to agree to a three-year deal in about the $13 million range, or he's going to be gone, meaning $13 million per year. I think Saquon's got to stay in the Giants. He's I don't think he does. important for I, that I, offense. Oh, that, he's a running back. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I know he's I've a seen, running back. And I've I, seen Matt Breida, who's a great return guy, and the other guy, what's his name? The Giants' other, other running back, who's also a free agent. I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Brightwell? Brightwell, Gary Brightwell. Those guys could do what Saquon Barkley does. Saquon mm, Barkley, I disagree. Saquon Barkley is not the same player since that ACL tear. That burst is not there. He's four miles slower than he was. <laughs> and listen, I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him $14 million. The giant, Listen, we are Penn State. I love Saquon Barkley. But I got to think about the other holes. That's what I got to do. Listen, I usually agree on, like, don't pay running backs. You could find one in the draft. Giants have way too many holes. But I just think I, I think Saquon is very important for that team. It, what? But if they do get a running back in the draft, like the Jets last year, they got Brees Hall. Brees Hall fell to the Jets. Get, give me if Gary. the Giants can get lucky and someone falls to them, then you can make that move. But I think right now, Saquon, um, they should do everything they can to keep him. I disagree with you 100%. Yeah, that's fine. Who, who, that's perfectly fine. I'll, just, I'll point the question to you. Who... Does Saquon Barkley make a difference in that game, either way? In the Eagles game, no. And but he had a great game against the Vikings. No, he didn't. He, oh, he got two touchdowns. Yeah, he got two touchdowns, but he only had like 40 yards, and that was just because game planning against the Saints defense. I understand it. Giants have, We have to get linebackers here. We have to get a, a corner, a number one corner. I, I, Adoree Jackson cannot stay healthy, so he's not a number one corner in my opinion. Julian Love is like a number two. I don't, I don't like Julian Love if he's going to get 10, twelve million a year. You don't like him either. He's a good, team captain. Go, goodbye. Like, see you later. You're not that good. <laughs> oh man, You're not, that he's not hot this morning. He's Derek Julian Love, and listen, unpopular opinion, but I got to agree with Bobby Skinner and Justin Penick. I think Justin's going to be coming on soon, so a little preview maybe of the future. But Julian Love's going to get fourteen million dollars. It's a lot of dough. That's, I'm sorry, but like, n- no. Well, that you have to me- pay. You yeah. have to pay Daniel Jones first. This is my order of paying New York Giants. You must renegotiate with Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams is obviously open to taking a pay cut, so let's renegotiate. He said he would. Yeah, he said he would take a pay cut, so that's big. Yes, Re- let's renegotiate. That's my number one because Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I give it a few weeks before the season ends. Then I'm going to Daniel Jones and I'm saying, listen, DJ. We need you. Come back. I don't care. I know Brandon Tierney says to draft a quarterback, but I think he's just jealous because the Giants <laughs> found a quarterback again, voila, before the Jets did. Hey, BT, I'm with you. I'm jealous too. But that's okay. As the great uh, uh, Joe Beningo says, you know, bro, it is where it is. But then I'm calling Saquon and I'm saying, listen, you're not getting four, you're not getting $14 million a year. You're too injury prone. We're either franchise tagging you. So you're either going to have to work out a deal with us or you're going to have to sit out a year. Your decision. So you would go to Leonard Williams before Daniel Jones? Just because 
he's under contract next year, and I can have this two-week period with him during the Super Bowl and media week, really three-week, really no two-week period, let's just say. They're not talking this week. I go to his agents and said, were you really serious about it just so I could game plan what to do? If that makes any sense. No, that's a fair point, but I mean, you got to get Daniel Jones. Like, do you think Daniel Jones would be ticked off if you're going to a defense alignment over a quarterback? I think you. I would be ticked off. I'm not. I, I think that's just it's just semantics because again, I'll just I'll tell Daniel Jones this right now. Listen, I need to know how much I have to pay you, so I have to renegotiate Leonard Williams. Twelve million dollars is a lot of money to re- that I have extra that could help me re-sign Julian Love, can help me re-sign Saquon Barkley, can help me keep the weapons around you to be good. So, yes, I'll wait until after the Super Bowl to talk to Daniel Jones again. All right, and with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Coming after the break, we're going to talk about the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, maybe they still haven't gotten their offensive coordinator. More on that after the break. Hey, Tommy. Want some barbecue? Hold on. Did you say barbecue in State College? That's right, but not just any barbecue. This is the original Prospector's Mountain Nittany Rib Company. Choose from beef brisket, pulled pork, pulled chicken, or smoked sausage. And right now, Penn State students, show your ID to buy a sandwich. Get another half off every Tuesday and Thursday after 5 p.m. and all day Sunday. Excludes the Prospector Burger. Grab a buddy and grab a sandwich. Prospector's Barbecue, only three and a half miles from downtown State College. Are you and your friends single college students and want to go on double dates in Happy Valley? Well, try out Foreplay. Foreplay is an app on your phone that allows you to create a shared profile with your single friends to meet other pairs of single friends, go on date nights, or just have a fun night at a formal. The possibilities are truly endless. Tired of those awkward one-on-one interactions with those other online dating apps? Well, with Foreplay, you aren't alone. With Foreplay, you can date single friends with your single friends. Try out this new dating app coming to State College in early 2023. You are listening to the Ben and Ben Show on Com Radio from 1010 to 1040. And now it's time to talk some New York football. Okay, and we're back here at 1021 a.m. on this great Thursday morning. So let's talk about the New York Jets. We just talked about the Giants. Big news surrounding the Jets, as always. Aaron Rodgers seems to be a realistic possibility for them. They would have to give up at least two first-round draft picks. As a Jets fan, I would absolutely love if Aaron Rodgers came to the Jets for a few reasons. He is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The Jets have not ever really had the best quarterback in the NFL. And he would almost guarantee to put the Jets in the playoffs. I truly believe that. Even though he's on the older side, he's still very, very good. Ben Taylor, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet? Do you think it's it's crazy talk? Yes. Why? I just don't. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is worth two first-round picks. I just First off, the moment he says something stupid, the New York media, including our Jet buddies, including your Jet <laughs> fan base, is going to rip him to shreds the moment he loses a big game. And this guy has proven to me he's just not built for New York or New Jersey. I guess New Jersey, if we want to be accurate. I really I think this would be a bad idea for the Jets. I think Aaron Rodgers is just using you guys for leverage. I don't think he even wants to come to New York. I think you have a very good point. And I didn't even think about you know the media's reaction because obviously Aaron Rodgers is one of the most polarizing athletes right now in sports. 
And yes, if he throws a terrible interception or he says something super weird or crazy in a post-game interview, he's going to get Just the heat. Just what he says on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, he's going to get the heat for sure. But I think right now the Jets and, and their fan base too especially are just so desperate for a winning team. And there's no doubt about it. You're desperate for a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I just want to make the playoffs. Let's start with that. Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, if he was on the Jets last year, they most likely would have made the playoffs. I'll say it. Aaron Rodgers would ruin it for you. It's not good. No, this would not be good. Give me Derek Carr, someone that I know. First off, he's younger, so you can have him for four or five more years. Derek Carr is 32. Second off, he was an MVP candidate the past few seasons until Josh McDaniels got there. Should have won the MVP in 16, but he got hurt. I just think Aaron Rodgers, it's just not going to end well. And he's going to a stacked AFC. Think about this. I know. Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes. If he struggles, he's going to get run out of town. Again, I'm not rooting. If the Jets pick him up, only time I'm going to root against Aaron Rodgers is when we play you guys next year. (laughs) But I really, it's a bad idea. Yeah, well, I don't think Robert Saul also could handle him. Robert that, Saul, that would be very interesting. I'll say this. Woody Johnson said he would be more than willing to give out. Or, or Joe Douglas or Woody Johnson said this. It's, 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 it was a Woody Johnson. Yeah. More than willing to give out two first-round picks for Rodgers. What about Tom Brady, though? No. No? Not he's at too, all? He's too old. He is but very old. For, first off, he's more focused on... There are so many things pulling Tom Brady and then... In so many different directions, whether it's his golf, his podcast, his his broadcasting career, I just and you guys, your line is so bad. Let's be honest. I you're, know that's why I don't want Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson's a running quarterback. I don't think he'd be able to have. So what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Because Aaron Rodgers is just as much as Brady is a guy that's now he's not going to run. Yeah, but he's he's a little bit more athletic. And I mean, let's not forget he won back to back MVPs before this season. I think the last MVP was kind. Of, I, I would have given it to Brady. I think Brady yeah, had Brady's stats were ridiculous. But I, I agree with you. I like Derek Carr. I said that last week. I'm not a huge fan of Lamar Jackson, obviously. I would, Don't want Baker Mayfield or any of those other names. If Lamar Jackson was open to coming here and he was a, just an all-around free agent, I'm definitely giving him a call. I really am. Well, you have to. I think you have to give him a call. But if he's, if he's it a tr- looks like Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, that is, Ravens head coach, is pretty determined to get him back on the team. Look, I'm just not. Rodgers, listen, I'm not an anti-Rodgers guy. I just think it wouldn't it wouldn't end well. Yeah. It wouldn't end well. Like I again, Jets win a Super Bowl. All the Jet fans can mock me and say, You said it wouldn't end well and I and all I'll say is I have two more rings than you. But Oh come on, you don't have to go there. Hey, hey, you're a Yankees fan and I've heard you say twenty seven rings. No, before. I've never said that. So, never so that, said that's that. just beside the point. Anyway, listen, I don't again, just speak I don't know. Do you really want to go down that road if it doesn't lead you to a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think Plus, I Rogers do. is not a good he's not good in the playoffs. He's just not. I'm sorry. Well, that's true. He's and terrible I'm, in the playoffs. What I'm interested to see is Aaron Rodgers, you know, this is all hypothetical. Aaron Rodgers chemistry with Garrett Wilson. They're both like very competitive guys who will show their emotions on the field. If Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson are not on the same page, I don't think that's going to end very well on the sideline. But again, if there's a way to get Aaron Rodgers, a top quarterback in the NFL, on the Jets, I think the Jets I'd rather have, have to try to do it. I'd rather have Brady over Rodgers. I, that, well, I do too. I do too, but I think it's a little bit more realistic Brady that Rodgers come comes here. to the Jets because... You know, Rodgers, I think that 100% he plays next year. Brady, you can't say that. 
I don't think Rodgers, I don't think that's even, listen. I, I think so. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, this is a bet. It's just, he's just the moment that big loss comes and he gets criticism, he's going to rip the fans. He's already done it in Green Bay in the past, so he'll do it, he'll do it again. And that ripping will come in training camp if he doesn't look a certain way. Fans will be calling up the fan or ESPN saying, Did you see how Aaron Rodgers looked today? Did you see how he looked? Did you see how his hair was two inches longer than he said it would be? And then that, you, that just, that's just stuff the New York media does or the New York market brings, not the media, the fans. Yeah, definitely would not be good. So that brings us to our next point. Jets have still not hired an offensive coordinator. No it kind of makes sense. I think they're interviewing a ton of guys. Some some candidates are Frank Reich, former Colts head coach Joe Brady, Bills quarterback coach Clint Kubiak, Broncos pass game coordinator, and many, many others. I but I have an interesting name here. And this name, every single offseason comes up, and everybody always says, why doesn't he have a different job? Nobody has, ever has the answer to that. And that is the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. I personally think Biennemi is so good with the Chiefs that either he doesn't want to leave or I don't know what happens that he never gets other jobs. But if the Jets can get Eric Biennemi and what, he, to they be your can pair co- him up with like a Derek Carr or a Rodgers. To be your head coach? No, no offensive coordinator. He wouldn't come here to be an offensive coordinator. He's staying in Kansas City. Well, yeah, he probably would, but that's the just, wouldn't just allow, a potential name. The Chief, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even entertain that name. I really wouldn't. Not They're, even for an interview? He, he's not. He wouldn't take an interview with the. I'm sorry. Yeah. He wouldn't take an interview with the Jets. He wouldn't take an interview with the Giants. He's not going anywhere. There's no point of even bringing it up. the The best guy, in my opinion, is um, Frank Reich. I think that's the guy you need. I agree with you. I think if Robert Sala goes sour, you you hire him right away. You have your head coach for many years to come. Yep, I, I would, agree with you a lot. We'll see what happens. I have a weird feeling that they're going to hire somebody soon. Because I don't think they want this to drag out, you know, well, well, March is after the free Super Bowl. Starts, so, yeah, they, they're really running out of time. Yeah. So, we'll see. There's a lot of names. They're doing a lot of interviews. One guy is off the board. That is Bill O'Brien. He is now the offensive coordinator with the Patriots. He did a good job <laughs> in Alabama. We'll see if he can do a good job in the AFC East with Mac Jones. Okay, I have a little trivia question for you, Ben. What about the... We can get to the Yankees. I want to hear about some... Oh, some all right. Yankees. Let's get to the Yankees. So I have, a, I have a theory about Brian Cashman, which I said off the air. Oh, let me hear it. You notice how bro- how uh, ownership has set, hired Omar Minaya and the former Giants general manager? Yep, very good move. Two, ana- two non-analytical guys to look over Brian Cashman. Interesting. I, th- I think that's a sign that the Yankee ownership has shown that Brian Cashman has not worked out. Ooh. They're getting tired of it. I know you signed him to a four-year deal, but he's basically a part of the family. Like, let's be honest. Well, they they like don't fire Brian. Ca- Brian Cashman will probably die being the Yankees general manager. You're, you're, I'm not just saying this. You're you're right. Like until proven otherwise, you're right. Because he has not made very good moves. Listen, now, listen, he still puts a good team. The, the a, team still makes the playoffs, but there's some like terrible the, mistakes that he's made in the past five seasons. He should have been fi- he should have been fired in 2016. I honestly. That was the perfect time to part ways. First off, his contract was up. Second off, you had these prospects in the system that he held on to way too long because he thought they were going to pan out, which another, which many general managers have said in the past, they would have traded a guy like Gary Sanchez after the 2018 season. You could see the decline starting. Clint Frazier, Miguel Frazier. and Duhor. 
all those guys, they get Higa- so many chances Higa- I, never I even panned think Higashio- out. H- Higashioka's gotten way too many chances. I know he's be- he basically turned into your everyday catcher last year during the second half. Yeah, well, Jose Trevino is very good. So that that was a good move by I'm, Cashman. He makes good moves. There's no doubt about it. But obviously, the, the Donaldson, Garrett, the Garrett Cole contract to me. I don't know if that's going to be such a good move anymore. Well, he was great in the playoffs, and you know I like Garrett Cole. But the Donaldson move and the Isaiah Connor for Leffer move that was that was the same trade. That one is still hurting the team right now. And the Louis, you know Luis Severino big contract extension. I can't get mad at him at that because at the time, if if he doesn't get Tommy John surgery, he's fine. Yeah, but but the Aaron Hicks extension you can that get mad about that was terrible. That he's was still on as the team. Gets. At least Darren Ruff is off the team. Like at least after this year, if he has to stay with the team using my Mets, he is. Listen, Brian Cashman is one. I'll say it till the day I pass. Brian Cashman, they'll look back on his tenure with the Yankees and they'll say, "Man, was he overrated." Well, I'll say this. He's got to win some championships. He has, I mean, last championship won. was in 2009, and you have a top five payroll every single season. I just don't understand. Like, if this was, again, I hate to be this guy, but if this was, like, George, he would have been fired after 2012. <laughs> it wouldn't be a Ben and Ben show without mentioning the boss, George. So, the Yankees news this week, they're trying to get rid of Josh Donaldson. No one's going to take that contract. Just release him. Release Nobody's going to take that contract, but I don't think they're going to release him because they're very hesitant they're on stubborn. DJ LeMahieu's health. If DJ LeMahieu is always healthy and he plays every single day, Donaldson would be out the door. LeMahieu would play third, but that's not the case. And Cashman this week or last week said that Aaron Hicks looks to be the starting left fielder. Why? We all know Why? how we feel on this one. Well, listen, I'll let you take the reins. Just let me say this one thing and then I'll let you go on your tangent because you have every right to be angry about this. <laughs> Why? As a Met fan looking at, at this, it's like, this is a Mets move when the Wilpons were owners. This literally was. This is like if Robinson Cano is forced to come back this year. Oh, what could you, you imagine that? What, what are you doing? Just cut him. He's not going to get <laughs> any better. He'll get hot for one. He'll get hot for April. And you'll have guys say, you see, this is why they kept him. And then April through May through August, he'll stink. And Aaron then he'll get hurt, hurt in September. Go ahead. Has like legendary moments, right? His two career highlights are both against the Astros, one last season and then one in the playoffs in 2019. But it seems like every single year now, he just cannot hit the ball and he can't really play the field that well. And then year after year, there's good left fielding options this year with Conforto and others. And Aaron Hicks is still on the team. And I'll say this, if Aaron Hicks gets off to a bad start at the end of March and into April early in the season... That place is going to be booing him so much. It's going to be so bad. I don't know what they see in Aaron Hicks because the constant from Brian Cashman and everybody, they all those executives, wrong. they say, oh, he's going to get better. That was just a bad year. He's going to get better. I have no idea what they're seeing. I hope Aaron Hicks can be good. Obviously, I hope that. But the fact that he is going to be the starting left fielder after what happened last year, after he barely played in the playoffs, I don't get it. No, I Cabrera don't, can I play. Cabrera, you know, Cabrera isn't good as well as Cabrera Esteban, that is. What about Esteban Flores? This next big thing I've been hearing about all yeah. for all these years. When are you going to give him a shot? Like, I give him a shot over Aaron Hicks any day of the week. Yeah. Listen, Brian Cashman. I'll say it till the day I, I'm not on the radio anymore. Overrated. One of the most overrated general managers of our of our time. The guy's. Oh, if he would go to the Cubs, he would be swapped up in a minute. If he would go here, yeah. 
but that doesn't make you a, a great one of the great general managers. It doesn't. He's good. And right now, his past 10 years, let's be honest, has been bad. Well, again, I'll say this. A championship will cure all, but I totally... A couple of championships. <laughs> well, right now, I'll, I'll just be happy with one. All right, it is 10.35. We will get to Championship Sunday game picks. As I said before, in the a- NFC Championship, the Eagles are hosting the 49ers. Ben, what are your thoughts on this game? Who do you like? Give me the Eagles. I, I, the Eagles are going go to go, the, go all the way this year. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be an Eagles-Bengals Super Bowl. I've been saying for months that the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, they're the scariest team in the NFL, and that they're going to win the Super Bowl. They are going to go into Philadelphia. Brock Purdy, rookie quarterback, he's not going to be scared of the moment. That team is too good around him. They're going to be able to run the ball on the Eagles and their defense. The 49ers' defense is maybe one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my life. I think the 49ers win. It's going to be an extremely close game, though. Yeah. I could. I hope that happens, but I I picked the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl in the preseason. So, um, I picked. The oh, Eagles. you did. I picked an Eagle. I see. That's why to me, Nick Sirianni shouldn't have been. Can, can, first off, this is a New York show. Congratulations to Brian Dable on winning Coach of the Year. Is that well official? deserved? Yes, it, it oh. came out. Giants released it yesterday. That's awesome. Congrats to Brian Dable. Um. Anyway, I uh, the Eagles are just that good. They're that good. So give me the Eagles and then give me the Bengals I think the Bengals to me are one of the I think that Joe Burrow to me is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league I think he's better than Josh Allen I said he was number two in the league right below Mahomes I think if he beats Patrick Mahomes and wins a Super Bowl he can be he, number one he's going to be number one because it might in my opinion at that point Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes just because I would take him in a big game over anybody. Well, if he beats him two years in a row in the biggest game of the season, then yeah. By the way, for for Brian Cashman, Aaron Hicks is thirty three years old. I don't know how much you're, I don't know how much better <laughs> you're getting at thirty three. That's usually when the decline starts. They're moving him to left field, so obviously they agree with me on that. Enough said. But yes, <laughs> Bengals are going. This is going to be a close game. Am I wrong though about Aaron Hicks? No, you're wrong. not wrong. Hey, I, keep going. I mean, no, you could ask every single Yankees fan what they think about Aaron Hicks. It would be the same exact answer. Again, I want him to be good. But there, there's like 1% of me that thinks that that's actually possible. Listen, I, I'm, again, I'm not the Yankee fan here, so I don't want to impose my will onto a Yankee fan base, just like I wouldn't want Ben Wasserman over here to impose his will on a Met fan base. Like, I feel the same way about Darren Ruff, but Darren Ruff is only making $2 million a year, and he'll be off the team next year. So, listen... If I'm wrong about Aaron Hicks, you can tweet me you at... You are not at, wrong. You can tweet me at Mets News 6, but I... I don't know. But back to our picks. I'm going with the Bengals. The Bengals, to me, are the hot team. Joe Burrow's a big-game quarterback. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to play, so right now it's Bengals, but it's going to be a field goal game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a close game as well. I think the 49ers game is going to be better <laughs> than the Chiefs game. Patrick Mahomes' injury is a huge deal, but I saw him after his interview yesterday... He was walking perfectly fine. I think the Chiefs are getting a little disrespected here. A lot of people are picking the Bengals, and I think the Chiefs are going to show why they are still the king of the AFC. I know they didn't win last year, but this is the ultimate revenge spot. The Bengals have the better defense, and that could be big, but I think Mahomes is going to be special, and I got the Chiefs winning by, you know, I'm going to go with a field goal as well. So back to the trivia to end the show here. There is 14 ex-Giants players playing on Championship Sunday. Can you name any of them, or three of them? 
Yeah. You should know one at least. Uh, B.J. Hill, James Bradbury, um, Baker, because Baker plays with the Bengals. Um, there's a couple others. There's two that like you you should know. I said Bradbury. Yeah, that's one. So there's I two more. I said Baker. DeAndre Baker was a former Giant first round pick. B.J. Hill was on the on the Bengals. All these guys are Bengals. Chiefs. Um, Steve Spagnuolo was the coordinator. We got one minute here. I'll give you a hint. Wide receiver on the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Kadarius Tony. And then kicker on the 49ers, Penn State guy. I don't really care about him. I know <laughs> you're Robbie Gold. I, I would take I would take him. I would take Graham Gano over him any any day of the week. Really? Robbie Gold. Graham Gano is stats? great. Graham Gano is the is the only reason why the Giants were three and to start the season was Graham Gano hitting sixty yarders and fifty eight yarders. <laughs> I'll take Graham Gano. Graham Gano is the best ju- kicker in Giants history over the past four years. He's broken every record. He's Mr. Reliable. Graham Gano uh, man, uh, you're you're you mean a lot to me, all right? You are the reason the Giants went 3-0, and just as big as Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Well, that's Statement. big news, unlike the Cowboys who didn't trust their kicker, Brett Maher. Anyway, it is 1040, and that is the conclusion of the Ben and Ben Show. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next week, at next Thursday, 1010. Have a great rest of, rest of your Thursday, and have a great weekend.